Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Sound Mind Podcast. Uh, for this episode, it's Alex and I. Hi, Alex. How are you? Hi, Dan. I'm good. How are you? I am doing just well. We wanted to just tune in here and give you some updates on how the organization is going uh, while we produce other episodes. Um, so we're just going to give you an update on how things are. First, uh, we'd like to talk to you about how things are going on the nonprofit side of the organization. So we have uh, board members. We have an excellent board that's come together. And Alex, can you tell us a little bit about our board and our board members? Yes, I would love to. I love our board so much. Uh, we're so lucky to have all of them. So our board chair is named Nick Gonzalez, and he's currently the Community Engagement and Education Manager for the Stanford Symphony. We have Kevin Gupana, former team member, now vice chair of our board, and he works for the Chicago Symphony Orchestra in their development department. Caitlin Cervenka is our secretary, and she's an attorney who represents and advises survivors of gender-based violence in civil legal proceedings. Uh, James Hall is our treasurer. He's also my former boss at Civic, and he is currently the project manager for the Chicago Musical Pathways Initiative. Elizabeth Weiss, who is actually James's partner, um, is a member of our clinical advisory board, and she is a school social worker and a teaching artist. And we have two new board members as of very recently. We have Clara Donaldson, who is a licensed clinical professional counselor in Chicago. And we also have Carl Evans, who many of you who have been listening to our podcast and following us for a while know very well because he's talked on our podcast. He's been part of our panels. He's really been part of Sound Mind since its beginning. And Carl is the CEO and chairperson of the Hope For Us Network, which is another nonprofit organization working in mental health care. Um, I, again, I love our board. I'm so grateful for all of them. I, I have a personal connection with each of these people um, in one way or another. Nick and James, I both I worked for both of them in Civic. Uh, Kevin, uh, as many of you know, is a team member, one of my very best friends. Caitlin, uh, her partner and I were in Civic for a number of years together. And I met Elizabeth through James when she did some trauma education training with the Civic Orchestra of Chicago. Clara and I actually went to school together at Northwestern when she was playing violin there. And Carl and I met just through my interest in his previous organization, which was Hope for the Day. Um, we just connected through that organization and we've just been friends and um, talking about mental health together ever since. Yeah, it's a really great board. The board has given us a lot of help already. I know that each um, department of the team has kind of a board member assigned to it, and we have meetings uh, with those board members to work on the future of our organization. And I know in the programming development, in the programming de department, working with Elizabeth has been awesome. She's given us a lot of great, fantastic ideas, and um, I'm just really happy that we have these these uh, board members. Uh, we also have a few new team members. Um, would you like to introduce those, Alex? Yes, I would love to. Um, so recently we've gained a few people. Uh, we have Madison Helton, uh, who's going to be working in marketing, and she's also a violinist who just finished up her master's at Northwestern. We have Erica Gray, a violist, working in programming with Dan, and she's also based in Chicago. And we have Amanda, 
who's also a violinist. There's a lot of string players. I'm just realizing this. And she also is doing her master's at Northwestern and she's working in our marketing department as well, specifically with social media. Um, it's been really nice to, to get new people on the team. Um, we've had a lot of turnover recently and I'm, I'm really grateful for the people we have right now. And I think this team is, is working really well together. So I'm very pleased with that. Yeah, it's a great team. We're getting a lot of great work done and I can't wait to see where we go with it. Um, we just recently wrapped up a very successful end of year giving campaign. We yes, raised a we lot did. of money. In, we did. Yeah, we raised a lot of money in, in a time, in a, I mean, I don't want to say a short time. The campaign was going on for a little while, but um, can you give us a little bit more details about that, Alex? Yeah, so our goal was, I believe, $4,000 was our original goal. And we raised $4,142, which I'm just so proud of. Um, we're a small nonprofit, as a lot of people know, and being able to raise that much money for a small nonprofit like us is a huge deal. And I, I do want to give props to our development team, Jeanette and Bethany, and of course, Kevin, just for guiding us through the process and doing such a great job, staying organized, um, and really just putting in the work. Um, it would not have happened without them. And of course, a big thank you to all of our donors of our campaign. Yes. We, we couldn't do it without you guys either. And we're just so grateful that you believe in our mission and our vision for this organization enough to support us. Uh, it's really, it really does make a huge difference um, in so many ways. So I'm, I'm really pleased with how everything went. Um, we ended up incentivizing. We did things a little differently with this campaign because we're all learning as we go through this process about how to run a giving campaign, which is something that many of us have never done before, before we started doing them with SoundMind. Um, so we sent out a number of actual personal videos to certain donors, uh, thanking them for their donations based on uh, the number, based on how much they donated. Uh, and we got a lot of wonderful feedback from that. Uh, from people saying just they love this personal touch and they really appreciated it. Uh, and it was just a small way to show our thanks. So it felt, it felt really nice to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I know for myself, I enjoyed playing, putting on a little casual performance for, um, for someone that supported us. It was a nice way to um, deepen the relationship a little bit. Yeah. It know. makes it more personal, especially because, so much of giving campaigns take place online and there's not a lot of face-to-face -face interaction. There's no like physical exchanging of funds. It's you go to a website and you click buttons and then we receive it on our end. And so sometimes it can be a little impersonal. So any way that we can make it more personal is, is a great thing. Um, and we are always accepting donations. I will add at soundmindmusician.org slash donate. Yeah, and Alex, what is what does this money go to? Yeah, this money right now is going towards all of our department's programming. So it goes towards helping us record this podcast for you every couple of weeks, running our social hours once a month for everybody in the community that wants to join us. Um, it's helping us run these giving campaigns. It's helping us develop our workshops that we provide at a number of different musical organizations, which we can talk about momentarily. Um, and it also helps us 
have our annual panel event that's going to be taking place um, this May slash June. We're still figuring out an exact date. Um, that allows us, our annual event is great because we have a number of panelists that will be joining us and we also commission a new work um, around mental health and produce a professional recording of that as well. So your money is doing so many things for us in so many ways. And again, we just, we really appreciate it. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about this upcoming panel event. Um, what is the event? How does it relate to last year's event? Yeah, it's becoming kind of our, like I said, I called it an annual event because I think it's going to become basically our annual event slash festival. Something we do every year. Yeah, I think I think this is developing into something really beautiful and has a lot of potential to grow even more. Um, I am still working out details and some creative ideas around this event in terms of how we can keep some of the really good things from last year, but also introduce some new things into the conversation, maybe having some kind of central theme around this year's conversation. Whereas last year we talked just about classical music and mental health and how those two things relate to each other. But kind of related to what you've been doing on the podcast, Dan, I'm trying to maybe think about kind of a central theme that might go with this year's event. Um, so I'm still working that out. Uh, we are commissioning Marcus Norris. Uh, we are expecting the work very, very soon. I'm very excited about it. Um, I intentionally left the, the scope very open for Marcus. I gave him a sense of how long I wanted the piece to be and an idea of instrumentation. But I said to him that I really wanted this piece to be personal for him uh, in whatever way that meant to him as it relates to mental health. I don't think, I didn't want to put too many guidelines on it on purpose um, because I mm. just want to give them kind of a free reign in, in a sense um, because I think it's really fun to see uh, what they're able to do with a lot of freedom with, with the piece. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. So right now we have no idea what the piece is going to be about. No idea. And I kind of love that. Yeah. Yeah. It seems pretty exciting to me. Um, do you have any ideas uh, of possible panelists that we'll have at the event? I do. I'm hesitant to name names right now, but I'm really excited about the potential guests that we do have. Um, there will be some familiar faces for those who have been following the organization for quite some time. Um, since I'm still working out dates, I, I'm hesitant to name names, but I'm sure. I'm so excited, and I think I know it's going to be a great discussion. Sure. Very, very cool. Well, uh, I just want to take some time to talk about what we're doing with the podcast um, this year. You mentioned it earlier, um, but as opposed to doing sort of independent interviews, which we had been previously been doing, our, pad, our podcast program is having a little bit of a restructure in where we are investigating two themes uh, and one of the themes is compassion, and the other theme is practice. And um, within both of those themes, we're interviewing many different people with many different experiences. Um, in the theme of compassion, we're, we're interviewing people like psychologists, uh, people like professional performers, uh, professional artistic leaders, and we're all getting their um, 
getting their takes on what compassion is, how we can bring compassion into our art, how we can bring compassion into the artistic space and the collaborative process. Um, so I think if you tune into the podcast and listen to all of these episodes of Compassion, you should have a better idea about what compassion is, what it looks like in practice, and how you can integrate it into your own life. Um, for our series on practice, we're interviewing um, sports psychologists and, uh, pro again, professional performers and professional teachers. And we're just talking about that process. What is the process of getting better at our instrument? What is the process of making improvement in a productive but healthy way? And so if you listen to that, hopefully you'll be able to take away some points that will be able to be useful to you in your own journey with practice and your own journey in your performing art. So please check out those podcasts. We should be releasing them very soon. We've done a lot of interviews already. And so a lot of the episodes are already in production. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is our social hours. Um, now, I don't know if we formally introduced this, but we've changed the name of our coffee table events to social hours. They're called social hours. Um, they used to be called coffee tables. So if you attended an event named a coffee table and you, you uh, went to that and enjoyed it, please do attend a social hour. It's the same product, but um, it, the name better captures what we're actually doing at the event. Um, yeah, you can exp expect the same great conversation at these social hours. This year, we're having more social hours than ever before. We've upped our frequency. We've, we've increased the volume of our conversation to include more voices, to make it more available to more people. Um, some topics on the calendar, all of our coffee tables are planned. Uh, sorry, all of our social hours are planned. Um, some topics for those social hours include coping skills, creativity and inspiration, goal setting, um, holding space, identity, and there are a whole slew of great social hour ideas. Um, the whole idea behind designing these and planning these is, was to kind of structure them into three parts. And the first part I call uh, who we are and what we do. And the second part I called uh, why we do it. And the third part, uh, sorry, the second part, how we do it. And the third part, what helps us. So who we are and what we do, we'll talk about things like holding space, coping skills, and identity. Uh, Part two, how we do it, we'll talk about creativity and inspiration, imagination into practice, and goals, goal setting, and goal achievement. And part three, what helps us, we'll talk about routines, patterns, and grounding practices, and finding resources and healthy support systems. So please tune into those. They're always great conversations. Uh, you're welcome to come in and contribute. We really, really like engagement uh, from, from our listeners on this so please you're invited to attend yeah we love to hear from you um i know a lot of people 
see these events on Facebook and kind of think to themselves, oh my God, like not another Zoom, please. Um, but I know that some people who have attended in the past have said it didn't just feel like another Zoom call. And also, even if you want to tune in from the car or if you're on a walk or, you know, you don't have to be on camera, you don't have to participate in the discussion if you don't want to. Um, it's really just a space for us to hang out. That's why it's a social hour. And yes, we have these topics, but we really just want it to be a space where you can show up as you are and hang out with a bunch of people that like talking about mental health. Yes, exactly. There are no expectations, nothing to do, no one to be. Um, just getting together as a community for an hour and a half every once in a while. It's a great time. I've really enjoyed them so far. Um, so, Alex, we have a couple of exciting projects coming up. Um, so one of them is the Blue Project, right? And one of them is the Independent Project with Civic. Yes. So uh, the, can you talk the, about those a little bit? Yeah. So the Blue Project is a project with the New World Symphony. Um, I actually already referred to it. It's also our annual event. Um, so this year, we're partnering yeah. with the New World Symphony to co-commission this work by Marcus Norris. And they are also helping fund um, the payment for the panelists. Um, so that is the same thing. And then the Civic Project is with Bethany, a member of our development team. We'll be working again with the Civic Orchestra of Chicago. Um, but this year on something a little different, we're going to be partnering with the People's Music School in Chicago to uh, give them some workshops on mental health. And these are kids that are in middle school and high school uh, in this People's Music School is an after-school program for kids in Chicago. Um, many of them get their music education solely from People's Music School. They provide a lot of scholarships and access uh, and hoping to give some workshops to the kids on mental health. So I'm really looking forward to that. That should be fun. Um, Very great. And wh when are those? Uh, the Blue Project slash annual event will likely be taking place in late May to early June. Um, the Civic orchestra project with people's music school is still tbd we're waiting on some dates but we will definitely have those for you very soon very great and now are these going to be in person or online the panel event will be online like we did before Correct. last year right? that will take place over zoom um eventually i would love for that to be an in-person event um i do see the merits of keeping it on zoom just because more people can attend um, mm -hmm. from all over the country, including our panelists who are going to be located all over the country. Um, but I do hope one day to be able to have it in person. Um, and this uh, People's Music School, I will be going to Chicago physically to present our what will actually likely be our first in-person workshop. We've only ever done them online, and so which is crazy to think, um, but we yeah. basically started right before the pandemic hit as an organization. So I'm just really looking forward to engaging with the students in person uh, in an actual, you know, classroom. Yeah, that's really, really exciting. Very good. So now we can talk about workshops. Do we have any workshops on the calendar? What does the future of workshops and Sound Mind look like? Yes, the future of workshops. So. For a while now, we've been developing and started to um, present a series of workshops. And these workshops, in many ways, are really at the foundation of Sound Mind's mission, which is to end the stigma around mental health and classical music. And 
we've talked about these workshops before, but currently our workshops exist in kind of three, a three-part series. The first part being an evaluation of the current environment. So where, how did we get to this point in classical music? Where are we right now? What are the systems that have been designed to lead us here? The second, which is the second workshop, which has become kind of our flagship workshop is all about holding space. Um, so we define holding space, talk about how that can be implemented in day-to-day -day life, how to hold space for ourselves and for others. And then our third workshop is um, identity, uh, reframing failure and redefining success, which applies so much to musicians. Uh, what I like about this series, um, and it's not just because I helped create it, uh, is that I think a lot of it doesn't just apply to classical musicians, especially our holding space workshop um, applies to everybody. It's very broad in that sense. Uh, we get specific in examples that we use in the workshops um, and especially in this reframing identity or sorry, identity reframing or reframing failure, redefining success. That's when we get a little bit more specific into the classical music world. Um, but I, I do really like that. I feel a lot of people can identify with what we're talking about in these workshops. Um, so I'm just really excited. Uh, Last summer, we presented these workshops at the National Orchestral Institute over Zoom. And this summer, we will be doing a couple workshops with them in person, very exciting, and then followed up by a couple of virtual sessions as well um, to kind of you know debrief what we talked about and continue that conversation. Um, I'm very excited for these to be in person. Again, this will be some of the first times we're doing them in person and our goal with these workshops um, is to present them to musical organizations all over the country. So pretty soon we're going to be essentially marketing these workshops very publicly. Um, you know, for the last year or so, we have been kind of doing them ad hoc, um, people reaching out to us or just with people we know, but pretty soon we're going to be reaching out to a wide variety of organizations um, to see if they're interested in hiring us to give these workshops. And so if you're listening to this and you're part of a musical organization that you think should have some of these very important conversations, uh, feel free to reach out to us or put us in touch with someone that we should talk to at your organization because we want to have these conversations. We really believe in the importance of these conversations and we also want to meet you. So that's the update on workshops right now great yes and i think that's just about uh the update for how soundmind is doing at this point february 2022 um as always please uh you know stay tuned with us on instagram at soundmind musician uh, on facebook soundmind and uh, if you'd like to write us, you know, you can send us a direct message through either of those accounts, or you can send us an email at soundmindmusician.org. Yes, and please give us a rating. I saw on Spotify recently that they've changed how they show their ratings for podcasts specifically. They make it much easier now. So please give us a rating on Spotify and on Apple Music. We really appreciate it a lot. And if you'd like the message 
that you hear from these podcasts. Uh, please share the episode with a friend. If you like the message, chances are one of your close friends will like it too. So um, that's the easiest way to spread a podcast and to get our message out to more people. Um, so thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks, everyone.